What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Comic-Con podcast. Today is August the 11th. We are recording this, and of course, you know, in on a Friday morning. So good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever you're listening to this, I am, of course, one of your hosts here, Justin, a.k.a. Nemesis Prime, hot off the heels of the C2E2 drama with my man, buddy, and friend, Zach. What's going on, man? Yo, what's up? It's This feels like this has been like the longest week in terms of comic book drama and news and stuff and we were just talking offline a little bit i'm sure we'll touch on it a bit later but this shit just never stops this week <laughs> it's mm. been kind of very exciting i feel like i've spent more time on social media and you know i spend very little time yeah. on social media to your dismay i'm sure and uh i've been on my my, my phone on social media a lot this week <laughs> everyone's tagging us and you're oh, checking dude. out instagram stories and, and new friends yeah it's crazy it's pretty wild but you know again we did the live so if anybody hasn't checked out our live discussion rant whatever you want to call it it's on our youtube channel obviously the comic-con podcast go over and check that out obviously the reason why we did that and we even said it in our video that we have this week in the next couple weeks we have some guests lined up and we really didn't want to spend the entire show talking about it so our first canadian guest of august is our man black crown comics what's going on bc how are you I'm doing great, guys. Happy to be here. But yes, I agree, man. It's still going. And guys, it's about to rev up to 9,000 because we are hitting Boston. Man, Anything yeah. can happen. Yep. Yeah, I think I, I think that's the thing. If Boston wasn't happening this weekend, like if there was no con that they said that they were going to, it may it may die out. But now knowing that everybody's anticipation, you know, mm-hmm. if you're listening to this, you're at the show or whatever, and you're probably seeing stories on instagram because you know that's what's going on yeah it's going to be interesting the moment the doors open at like i, I don't know if it's 10 a.m 12 o'clock one on a friday who knows but it's going to be so wild at boston and i really wish i could go but i have to head out to pittsburgh this weekend i uh i, I saw someone sharing photos uh f- you know there's obviously a certain shop who's there selling certain books uh <laughs> with, with special covers um but anyways their yeah. booth apparently is circular, right? So, it, it, mm-hmm. I mean, all eyes are going to be on them. Oh, of course. And no, I, no. I'm, I'm excited to see all the posts and, and see what happens, man. I actually, I hope people don't get too wild over this stuff. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, we, brought, you brought, we brought you on here, uh, of course. You know, let people know where they can find you, obviously, on social media and some YouTube, because we want to talk about that. You're obviously a collector. We want to get a little bit of background on you. Zach and I are kind of bouncing back some questions talk about you know your collecting and origin stories of uh you know how you became black crown comics sure man uh so yes you can find me on instagram black crown underscore comics and it's a black two k's um no c so b-l-a-k-k now uh you could also find me on the comic kingpins and that's at your own risk of course on youtube (laughs) but uh yeah those are good shows then if you say at your own risk (laughs) those exactly. are the channels people want to listen to <laughs> but yeah no we have a great time it's every monday night we go live at 7 p.m eastern and then after we have other shows that pop in periodically uh we have bi-weekly shows uh show me your halls which is actually playing right now uh as we're recording we have foc shows every friday or saturday i don't know we rotate and then we have a monthly show called the retrospect now, the retrospect is where we go back uh, to random years selected by, you know, Instagram followers and, and those who select the years on our IG posts because uh, we post up, let's say, a photo and we tell people, guys, select the years you want us to go back to revisit of that month we're in. So, example, we're currently August. So, let's say, I don't know, you might pick 2008. We'll go back to 2008 to see what books dropped in august 2008 and we see how the spec played out on certain books <laughs> i like that nice. i like that a lot yeah. yeah so where in where in canada are you at i'm actually in montreal man so i'm in okay. fucking it, it's a it's a shit show here i can tell you that much <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the hobby here in montreal man i i swear to god i don't know if it's the pandemic i feel like before i was just able to like hit up an LCS and literally find gold. You know what I mean? Right. Some, some sweet gems, but now pandemic hit and it's like, everyone's a collector. It's, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> what's the, what's like the shop ratio out there? Do you, are there a lot of shops, like just a few? 
Uh, there's quite a few, man. So I speak to other people. Obviously, like Comic Kingpins, we're, f- we're five guys spread out. Like four of us are within Canada. Um, you have Hyper, who is actually a local here with me as well in Montreal. Then you've got um, Comic Dude. He's out in in near Ottawa area. So, mm-hmm. you know, he, he's he's got his shops, but there's, there's very few. Uh, and I know that even when I speak to Newbie, or Keys, Keys is part of the Comic Kingpins as well, within their area that they're from in Ontario, you know, very minimal shops and, and whatnot. It seems like they're very scattered, whereas here in Montreal, and you've got shops pretty much, like downtown areas got about maybe three shops, and you can find, I don't know, maybe six, seven, eight in certain areas on the island, but it's mm-hmm. it's... I don't want to start name dropping them all, but there's there's quite a few. I actually live on the North Shore, um, so it's it's considered Laval. So you have Laval, Montreal, and in that area too, we have more shops. So it's cool. Awesome. And I like that you guys are you're similar to like Zach and I on like Lords of the Long Box because we're all over the place. Like, oh yeah, you know the, the main five guys. You know, you have like I'm in Jersey. You have Ryan who's in like the Michigan area. You got Tim out in the West Coast. Zach's over in Texas. Otto's up in Connecticut. And then yeah. you got thrown in like JB and and Gabe loves '90s. You got the Vegas area, and he's up in Oregon. I think JB mm-hmm. now like. So the fact that like we're all over the United States, you guys on that channel are all over Canada. So it's you get different perspectives. And like Zach and I always talk about this here in New Jersey, you could, there's a stone's throw to the next comic shop for it's a tiny state. I swear to God, it's probably at the most comic shops per capita. And then Zach, like where he's at, it's like, what? Two nothing. I got, yeah, I got like two, (laughs) two, two real shops. And then, you know, like, um, maybe I can think of one for sure. Maybe one other one that kind of pretty much just like weekly books. I mean, there's no real, digging in long boxes and i've been here for 15 years those boxes are dead bro they're empty there ain't nothing there worth having that's that's the thing and i do want to mention yes we're five guys four of us are canadian one is an american that's facetime so facetime's (laughs) out in the states so we get some goods you know those american goods that we don't get Mm. here in canada because you guys are spoiled with comics i'm not gonna lie the east coast bro that's the east coast the east coast is spoiled with comics dude it's nuts i was talking to face and I know he 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 had gotten um, I think it was the Iron Man, can't uh, not Iron Man sorry Avengers I can't remember what issue it was but it was the uh, the gritty variant they were giving it out at the Philadelphia Flyers games. Oh was, yes, yeah, mm-hmm. it was only like five thousand copies and shit. I was like, dude, I so need that. He's like, I actually have two. I'm like, how the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yep, nice. My uh, speaking of that, it's, it's funny that you actually said that the shop that I go to way down in South Jersey, um, Panther Comics, he is a, he actually had that and he was actually the first one to slab it and came back in 90. Oh, good for him, man. I, yeah. I'm surprised because so, I heard they were right? giving them out. Just like, he like, brought bags and boards and, you know, like after the game, he was like looking around like underneath the seats to see if anybody, you know, just like put it under there because even in, you know, OK condition, you know, I'm sure you could sell it to somebody who you know, wants the book. So yeah, it's it crazy. Really to go to a game with bags and boards, bro. <laughs> they do the Funko pops too, man. You know, you ever yeah, see the oh. Funko pops at baseball games and no, like soccer games? Never dude. dude. I see some Funko pops. Am I looking at Funko pops behind BC right there? Oh yeah. I've got tons, but yeah. this is not even half of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, when did you start collecting, you know, are you a, you know, obviously, I want to say influencer because we're already past that. Are you like a <laughs> collector? Are you just uh, are you a reader mostly? You like flipping? You know, what's kind of your title? You know, I'm everything. I like doing it all. But like okay. for you, you know, are you on? Are you on whatnot? I'm not sure. Like, have Fuck you no. on there yet? Not yet. I okay. actually. So it's funny story. Uh, I'm not allowed to be on there. Oh shit! And it's not influencer status issues. <laughs> it's really not what it is. It's. Uh, <laughs> It, um, whatnot, unfortunately, does not uh, meet the language laws in Quebec. Quebec, I told you, it's a shit show. It's a special place. So yeah. French language, uh, it is what it is. But uh, maybe That's it was crazy. in disguise. Who knows? But uh, long story short, collecting, dude, what kind of a collector? All around, man. I, I read like crazy. Uh, like I said, we do FOC shows. So Wednesdays hit, and I'm there trying to catch up on everything. Um so definitely a huge reader. Collecting, I started uh, basically when I was about 
I was a kid, man. I would say I don't even know what age. I would say I was maybe like 12, 13, 14, somewhere around there. My my aunt took me to a comic shop. I was just, we happened to be walking by and she took me in there. And first thing I saw was Spidey Venom. That's really what, you know, caught my attention. And that's where it started. The, the love started then. The cartoons were blasting in my face. The 90s. I think we all lived through that, right? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. If you're if you're in your 30s, you guys, we all did this. So yep. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's really where it started for me. The, the X-Men cartoons, we had the fucking Spidey cartoons, everything was Marvel, like it is right now, right? It's being blasted. And it's crazy because with the MCU, Disney Plus, uh, Netflix, everything, my kids are obsessed. Right? Oh, that's awesome. It's gonna continue. The hobby continues. You know, I, it's it sucks, dude. I well, when I was back when we went to Terrificon, Justin and I were going around all these shops, and we went out to uh, I believe it was Sarge's Comics, and they had a ton of toys and stuff. And all I can think of is like, dude, we didn't have any of this shit when I was a kid. Like, you never had like the cool X Men toys, or wherever I was at, it didn't feel like. I remember being able to see him at like, remember KB Toys, Justin? Yep. Like, you, oh yeah, you could see him at KB Toys occasionally, but like, I never saw him anywhere else. Now you got like the Marvel themed Legos. You got they yeah. got everything. Spoiled ass kids these days, man. Like no, big time, dude. Had to like we, strive for something comic book connected back then. No, we got lucky if we got those fucking uh, Happy Meal toys, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. I you know it's crazy. Like you said, yeah, the the eighties and nineties toys, no articulation. Now it's like the the Marvel Legends and the Black Series Star Wars mm-hmm. stuff. It's just like the detail, and you're like man, I wish I could have this stuff and like be playing with it, you know, like battling characters and whatnot, but oh gosh, it's, I do. It's Look, weird. I, I, I want to say that maybe my wife doesn't know, but I think she's, she's obviously knows by now, but like, <laughs> I, I always like, I don't want to say I spoil my kids, but like mm. when I pick up something, whether it's a Funko pop or whatever, like, I, yeah, you know, I'm picking this up for, my kids or whatever and she could tell like it's totally going to my pc <laughs> right, right well you share <laughs> with them i mean that makes sense though yeah <laughs> yeah but it's fun because joking aside there are things that i do pick up for him and i'm living vicariously through him right like i'm i'm mm. getting to relive some moments that example I'm, I'm a wrestling fan i don't know if you guys know this but i i love i still watch wrestling sadly <laughs> but uh but you know, I, I still have all my action figures, my wrestlers from when I was a kid. Okay. Now my kid's playing with them, and I'm busting out the ring, the tables, the ladders, the chairs. I'm like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Interesting. So, uh, how did you come up with the name Black Crown Comics? Like, is it... I'm mean, Obviously, you're not an LCS, but, you no. know, I know most people kind of throw in... Some people would throw in comics at, at their last name if, like, the name's taken, but how'd you come up with, the, with that, BC? So... The whole black crown thing, um, my last name translated from Italian to English is is black. So that, that's really where it, it, uh, it stems from. I'm Italian background, so there you have it. And then the crown, I was a I was a musician. I was playing for I started when I was what, sixteen? Stopped playing at about twenty-five. So those nine years were huge years to me and the band represents the, the crown represents the band so mm, nice that's that's the black crown and in the comics it's I'm, I'm here to talk everything in anything comics okay so nice. what's your what's your go-to title like what's your who's your focus i know your whack-ass friend newbie is an iron man fan like the last one standing <laughs> so um, always search for the lame-ass iron man shit so wh- who's your go-to dude i want to say that like Obviously, growing up, Spidey's been my thing, but realistically, Spidey comics suck. Uh, the older I'm getting, the more I'm, I'm hating it. So, like, I just don't want to read Spider-Man anymore. Thank you. But, I feel like you're the only person who agrees with me there. Uh, Thank you so much. Dude, we just became well, best friends. Yo, dude, Nick Spencer ruined Spider-Man for me. Beyond, beyond. Horrible. Horrible. <laughs> it was the worst run ever, and I'm not afraid to say that, dude. It's It's... Anyways. But uh, fucking kindred, right? But uh, <laughs> yeah. But anyways, um, yeah. Spidey was really what got me into comics. Like I said, Spidey Venom. Um, obviously, when when the pandemic hit, everybody hopped on with Venom, and that's when I started to kind of get turned off. I was like, ah, oh. you know, once something becomes 
popular, you tend to like shift gears, right? So right. I started mm. going, I started going indie, guys. I really started to like dip into something nice. with children and all these other things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I was shying away from that, and then I was missing the boat on what was happening with Venom. So I said, "Hey, I don't want to mess up, right?" So I, I got to start collecting, and I ended up missing Venom three completely, <laughs> completely. Damn. Yep. I feel like that for me a little bit. Like I almost missed something is killing the children one when that first came out. Yeah. Because even though like I, I do everything, I do Marvel, I do indie, I do DC. I was collecting so much indie and i was just kind of like at the point where i'm like i need to stop doing certain books right, right. and i knew it was coming out and i was just like i'm gonna try i was like in my head i was, I was like sounds like a cool title but then i'm like looking at my like weekly books and i'm just like i'm getting everything i'm yeah, getting deadly class go. monstrous like uh east of west was still coming out um like manifest destiny and then everything else like saga was still around and i'm like i can't like i maybe i should just pass on this because it's mm-hmm. like an it, mm, Glad I didn't. Yeah, no, you did great. I, I missed. I missed on it for sure. Oh no, 100%. I didn't start reading Something is Killing the Children till probably about issue 12. Oh no. Way way too late till at that time. So I remember um I, w- I was telling a few friends I'm like, "Yo, there's there's the whole win preview in uh it was issue 7." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Just that alone, like pick it up." And and really I was noticing a lot of people starting to pick up around that time. So a lot of people were starting to get into something is killing the children within the pandemic. Like I would say when issue seven was dropping, I was noticing more people hunting for it. Prices were starting to go up too, right? On on issues mm-hmm. one, two, three. I think I picked up issue two. Uh, I picked up two copies at about $10 a pop. And this was at around the time that issue seven came out. Issue yeah. around, yeah, issue seven, issue eight. So now we look at that in in a nine eight it's fetching what like almost two two hundred bucks two fifty yeah they're pretty they're pretty pricey those those single digits yeah so it's it's nuts it's a great series but you asked me a question earlier okay you asked me am i a flipper now Mm -hmm. (laughs) do i flip not really if if i have stuff in my pc yeah i'm not i'm not i'm not a dirty flipper don't fucking come at me But I will I will sell things if I see, you know, there's something I want. It's in my PC. Do, like, am I attached to it? No. Okay, I'm willing to let it go. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm not buying right. just for flips. Uh, but I do hold. Like, example, I don't know. The latest here book under me right now here is Swordmaster 1. I think I have like eight copies here mm-hmm. for no reason. So just to give you an example. But uh, but yeah, no. So I'll, I'll sell if it can help me pay for a future book but i'm not gonna just go by flipping yeah like i don't i don't hop onto youtube to promote my whatnot you know what i mean or 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 things like that i'm just Mm -hmm. hanging out chilling and shooting the shit about comics that's all i started black crown comics for awesome yeah and that that's how it always starts give it a year (laughs) and you're gonna be caught up right in the middle of the drama like always man that's just oh yeah yeah (laughs) I guess you're lucky you don't live by newbie because I feel like he always goes out hunting and then he gets buys five copies of some book for two dollars or a dollar <laughs> and then like he's flipping and he's you know and that that's what it is you know I I do the same thing you know I when Zach Zach knows we went out hunting and obviously Connecticut and then at the shops or the show and terrific Con, you know I buy multiple copies I try to flip some I try to keep some but the fact that you're buying like that's the way I used to look at it too I used to buy for the whole and then eventually i'm like if i'm not attached to it or to get a bigger book i'll obviously sell that to get something that i want and mm-hmm. i'm that that's i miss those days i really do but now it's just like i got into this you know spec game with watching you know tim and the lords before i was on the lords and yep. everyone talks about it and obviously that's what it is nowadays everything's a spec everyone spec spec and I, I never looked at it like that i was just buying books to buy books and i'm like oh i'll hold on to this for five ten years and yeah now we're at that so but dude i'll always spec uh spec games are fun mm-hmm. it's a fun game it's right it's a it, it's a it's a, it's a rabbit hole though <laughs> but, oh god dude it's the worst sometimes yeah exactly but like i said i spec but i'll spec not just mcu related i know that that's the main driving force for speculation lately but even in comics like example latest one uh i could bring up was 
iron cat, right? Mm. So that was something that people were speculating on. I, I I got lucky enough to speculate correctly and picked up the book for like two dollars. It's somewhere here, mm-hmm. and then after it started to take off, right? The what's her name? Tamara Blake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, oh. yeah that, that annual that spectacular spectacular Spider Man annual. Yeah. Exactly. So like I was happy to pick it up for two dollars, and I was like, oh, it's a Spidey book that's still not in my PC, so I just want to pick it up before it's too late, not for the flip. So that's what I did. <laughs> Do you have any uh, Grail books that you're currently hunting for, or have you attained your Grail? I mean, I know you said you're kind of Spidey. I, we could obviously see the background a little bit. You got some, obviously mm-hmm. X Men in the background and some Spidey stuff. So, is there something that you're hunting for 2022? Or I have three books left on my master list, meaning the three big ones, and then after I have an entire side quest which I've been focusing more on, unfortunately. Um, but the, the big three is fantastic 449. Yes, I know this is going to hurt. Um, <laughs> I was just like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that goes. ASM, uh, 238, uh, just an ASM book still missing in the collection. So I want to make sure I lock that down. Um, and the last one is Iron Man 55. And again, it's not even because of all these books having recently popped. Thanos is one of my favorite characters, even before the MCU. I just really enjoyed the Infinity Gauntlet comics, right? So just having his first appearance was something I wanted to lock down. But every time I keep saying I'm going to pick up the book, it keeps jumping up. Man. So now well, now like the perfect time for that book. That book is definitely kind of uh, dropped and settled a little bit. It's it's coming down, but I feel like yeah. every time it, I'm like, okay, now's a good time, and then it's like, oh, but Pip the Troll news. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> the first arrows, first arrows, yeah. For yeah, I know. Sure. Like, yeah. fuck, shut up. <laughs> Man, I'm actually looking at just while right, you're talking. I was cruising. There's a, a 9.0 for 2100 best offer on eBay, which that's a pretty decent price. Two thousand, you could probably get that down to like 1800, 1900. The person maybe. Yeah. No, no, that's a good. Hmm. That's so, um, of course, you know, we're, we have some articles to talk about today. Uh, and, you know, you haven't talked about this issue that's going on with C2E2. And before we get into the articles, you know, what's kind of your quick thing? Obviously, we don't want to touch on it anymore. You know, what's your you know, take on the whole uh, acetate gate, stable gate slash influencers? Uh, dude, look, fuck it. <laughs> just fucking <laughs> just the name influencers. One, like... It's cringe. Yeah, it's, it's completely cringe. And I, 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 I was pissing myself when now I'm seeing T-shirts being made on, online, which <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm dying. But uh, it's just it's it's absurd, man. And I think there's, you know, leave. Let, let's cut out the the influencers for a second. OK, take mm-hmm. them out of the equation. Look at CGC Black Flag. Those are the two. Those are the two that I I really am puzzled by, mostly CGC with their grading. I think it's complete bullshit. Um, I I was telling one of my my friends, I'm like, it seems staples don't really matter anymore. So, like, why are we getting certain grades and why are we getting different colored labels on certain things? That's, That's what I'm trying to understand. So... In, an example is I'm, I'm hunting ASM 238. Well, might as well just go fucking buy one that doesn't have a tattoo, save some money, put a random tattoo from a dollar machine, <laughs> staple that shit, and give me a fucking blue label. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good idea. Right? Yeah, you know, somehow to marry it back in there and, it, you know, if you get lucky and you don't get a green label saying that it was taken out and put back in, so... Yeah, but it's just it's it's really CGC. It's very questionable what took place there. Uh, Black flag, man. I don't know. It's 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 really odd um, how they handle this. Maybe they thought it was a good idea for fucking some reason, but clearly not. We've seen how they even tried to defend themselves online, and <laughs> that video I think got taken down and then <laughs> resurfaced. Uh, it's so bad. It's yeah, so bad. it's. It's it's nuts. Now, other people getting involved. I think what's even more whack is we're literally watching influencers, right? I'm doing the, the hand gesture. Influencers. Uh, literally fighting each other, man. They're literally calling each other out online, on videos. And they weren't even at the fucking con. I don't know what is going on. So I'm like, dude, 
this is turning into a shit show. That's literally what it is, and it's only gonna amplify. I think this weekend, I really think shit's gonna hit the fan. Yeah, I think you're right about um, like the in terms of the whole issue, the CGC issue, in my opinion, is like the long, the long term, long lasting issue. Like influencers, and I air quoted as well, influencers and uh, companies like Black Flags, those shit will come and go. Like those people will burnout, change jobs, whatever. But CGC is around in the community and has such a weight in terms of grading books and making decisions on your books and your PC and everything mm-hmm. that that is kind of the biggest problem. And honestly, like it's also the most frustrating because look, we can get rid of people like Black Flag. We can get rid of these influencers. That's a solvable problem. And hopefully the community will realize that and do that. But how it doesn't feel like we have any power with CGC. It doesn't mm-hmm. feel like anyone has a voice with CGC. Like even when they, they were questioned about it, they were just like, well, you know, we, we deemed it was okay. Cause it was another staples and blah, blah, blah. And then CBCS comes out and says like, psych, no, which was like their best marketing they've done probably in like two or three years for their business. But it doesn't feel like we have any voice with CGC. They just yeah. have like a monopoly and carte blanche to do whatever mm. the fuck they want. So, I, I I shit you not. I was even thinking of doing this as a test just to see how it, how it's going to come back as a grade. My kids, I have a three-year-old and my second is 10 months. Um, first birthday is coming around. I was thinking of taking a blank, add an acetate, put his fucking handprints on it, send it to CGC. I want to see if it comes back a 9-8. Do it. I, I think mean, I will. I'm going to fucking do it. What's I it really cost? Like 20 it. bucks? Screw it. Do it. Yeah. yeah 40 bucks to grade it? Yeah. Yeah, and then get people on the community to bid it on uh, <laughs> on a uh, comic kingpin's YouTube channel live no, show. No, 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 no. That shit, that shit, staying here with me. That'll be a personal slab. <laughs> <never worry. laughs> but no, even take it as a green label. If it comes back a green label, just take it. Be like, hey, look, this. When he grows up, and be like, hey, these are your, these were your handprints. Do you remember <laughs> this day? Yeah, but you see, if it would come back a green label, that would be shit, dude. Because yeah. The other one's a blue label, right? So mm-hmm. yeah, they don't care. That's 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 what I'm not understanding. Is CGC's there's no explanation re- realistically, right? They didn't really clarify anything. I, I don't mm-hmm. feel like they did at all. So no, nothing. No, not at all. Definitely. So again, let's move on. We got a little bit to know about BC here on the podcast. So uh, let's take a let's take a look at some of the articles that we got lined up for today. So Zach, why don't you take us with? Uh, a little bit of more information that hit from C2E2, but did not really go anywhere because there was so much more <laughs> bigger things going on. Dude, it's crazy. A C2E2 just seemed to be like this biggest shit storm of all time. Um, yeah, but this one, this one kind of flew underneath the radar and probably because it's kind of like one of those, um, like, I don't know what the saying is for the elderly will be the elderly type thing. And mm. I feel like I've talked about this before as well, how I met Chris Claremont at a con and he was, I'm a big X-Men guy and it was great talking to him. Of course, he's created like the high points of the X-Men history. But when I met him, it was kind of a strange conversation. So this article deals with the situation with Chris Claremont at C2E2. So the article is titled X-Men's Chris Claremont delivers a surprisingly raw and controversial hour for fans at C2E2 2022. So Chris Claremont and uh, uh, and Art Adams were supposed to have like a spotlight. But Art Adams got injured and wasn't able to make the uh, the con. And so Chris Claremont kind of went up and did a little spotlight by himself. And I'm going to kind of abbreviate this because it's it's a pretty long article. But check it out. You can find it over at uh, pop thepopverse.com. But um, basically, Chris Claremont starts talking about his what his plans were for the X-Men. Um, he had goals to kind of take – well, so sorry. Let me backtrack. It really all starts – someone asks him about Gambit and the creation mm-hmm. of Gambit and everything. And he goes on to talk about how, for him, Gambit was always going to be a bad guy, and it was really going to move towards Gambit was being used to go after the next leader of the next generation of X-Men, which was Kitty Pride. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of his whole arc was supposed to be. And so in that vein, Chris Claremont had this whole idea that Storm was going to marry Black Panther, obviously earlier than she did. She was going to get some kind of like piss off the... The, the panther gods and they were going to change this is wild going to change transform kitty pride into their agent transforming her from her original self into the black child of aurora and t'challa in the process <laughs> so he goes on to admit that this was racially insensitive idea 
but one that he joked he could get away with because I'm English and we've been doing this for a thousand years. (laughs) (laughs) Someone needed to be like, come get your grandpa, man. He can't talk in public. (laughs) So anyways, it kind of goes on, but he also focuses a lot on how uh, comics are supposed to be fun, which is wild to me. This, this idea, he goes, Comics are supposed to be fun. You can have a bad issue. They're only $3.99, $4.99. Wait 30 days and you can turn it around and maybe it'll be good next issue. And as like an avid reader, I'm like, hell no, that's a horrible strategy, dude. If you don't have like good story arcs, you're really going to piss me off. <laughs> so he also kind of goes on and talks a little bit about his thoughts of like the MCU. And um, he hasn't really liked, been a big fan of this next phase, which I feel like the majority of people are kind of feeling the same way. Hmm. But for some reason, he throws out that they should have put Ricochet Rita into the MCU and would have made Thor more interesting. <laughs> I don't know where he's getting this shit from, dude. Like, like he needs to get back on his meds or something. I don't know. But he criticized the Eternals. Um, yeah, it was just some wild stuff. Some wild stuff here. But, you know, he also goes on to talk. And this is the kind of where at the end of the article, you kind of understand. And I actually kind of feel for him. And I'm like empathetic to his situation. Um he says it is, uh, let's see, where's this? Where's the end of it? He talks about once again about comics being so fun, but then he goes on to talk about how he's kind of getting like edged out, right? So he says, it's weird working for people who weren't hired when I was fired the second time, he said at one point during the panel. Now I know how Stan Lee felt in the later days of his career. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that is like a weird feeling. You know, you create, mm-hmm. let's say the X-Men. You are like the quintessential, I don't, I don't care. Stan Lee created the X-Men, but Chris Claremont, made the x-men let's be honest so you come in you get ousted for whatever reasons you know that's the industry you come back and there's some new cat who's in your spot telling you how to write the x-men and telling you can't do this and like it's got to be weird man i mean obviously that's that's life you know you age and the younger generation comes in and takes your place but um for someone who was so pivotal for the x-men you know i feel for him in that way um so yeah i don't know Kind of a crazy interview with Chris Claremont where I'm sure whoever the panel host was was like, okay, let's wrap this up. But um, <laughs> he's a very nice guy. Like I said, I met him in person. He's very, very nice. There's, I don't think there's a mean bone in this guy's body, but damn, he rambles. And it was an awkward conversation I had with him as well. So <laughs> this, when I was reading it, I was like, yo, I'm there. Like I can picture this shit happening <laughs> the way it did. So yeah, it was that, it was that bad. Yeah. So. BC, uh, you know, what do you think about uh, Claremont's thoughts and, you know, even what he originally talked about, like what he was going to plan to do for the X-Men and, and Gambit, like really staying as a bad guy? So first off, if if that entire Kitty Pride story would have taken place, I really wonder what would have happened, one, to the X-Men in general, two, uh, Uncanny X-Men 129. Would that have tanked and not been as sought out after? Right. <laughs> but uh I think, look, to begin with, like you guys just said, not one of those, it's one of those come get your grandpa moments. Uh, (laughs) No filter. It's no filter. Like you said, not a mean bone, man. Claremont is like, he's pillar. He's fucking beyond important when it comes Mm -hmm. to X-Men. So I I, I understand also the end part. Like, dude, it must hurt, man. Like having all these new faces now taking full reins over what is almost considered your baby pretty much right right so mm. that uh that's interesting i agree with him on phase four that's for sure uh phase <laughs> four, look let's 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 not go too harsh on phase four i think we'll appreciate it as time goes by i'm with you i think yeah, it's like, we're gonna look back and it's gonna look better Exactly. And I, I do it. I keep saying it. Even Eternals. I know everyone yeah. shits on Eternals. I actually really liked Eternals. Yeah. Wow. I really think we did become best friends because <laughs> best sex scene ever. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Hell yeah. One on one. Yeah. But no, uh, jokes aside, I do think Eternals is going to play out very important down the line. But regardless, um, I, I I understand where he's coming from. I think if, if you, you know, the whole Gambit thing would have played out. Or he would have been a villain throughout the whole time. Man, it really there's a lot of things that what he had envisioned would have probably changed a lot for the X-Men long term, right? So, like mm. we're talking years worth. Claremont was there from what we'll say mid-70s to, to almost Jim Lee time, right? Like 90s. Yeah, like giant size X-Men on pretty much. Yeah, for, exactly. So, like, yeah, about let's say uncanny X-Men 300 ish roughly. Yeah. yeah. So 
Yeah, exactly. So, dude, like, there's so much story afterwards that, that that's taking place that I just think would have changed drastically with those changes, like so drastic. You know, comics is a weird medium too. If you think about it, like, I was trying to while you were talking, I was trying to think about this in my head. Like, what other medium is there really where you kind of just come into an art form and you play a role in it? but you don't control it. Like, I mean, you think about movies. Okay. So like a movie, a filmmaker, that's his movie. That's yeah. his thing. Yeah. It might get rebooted. It might do whatever, but like that classic, that's his, um, same with like traditional art, your paintings or whatever that's yours, but comics. I mean, you think about something like, you know, action comics, number one, you know, it's getting created. You created Superman in 1938. It's now 2022 and that yeah. shit's going on. How many people have actually like put in a part that's a weird feeling probably to think, like you said, your baby, that's not really actually your baby. You didn't create this, you know, mm -hmm. um, it's almost like you just come in, you play a role and then you move on, man. It's, well, it's dude, strange, strange. It is strange, but realistically, that's, that's part of life. It's literally, right. what it feels like even at work. Right. So yeah, I, you, I get a, a, a promotion in a position. Now I have to make this role and then eventually someone's going to have to fill it. Right. So it's, that's just the way life goes. But, uh, Maybe it's why there's so yeah. much creator-owned titles these days, you know, where people yeah. like actually want to have like that's me, spawns mine, that's mine forever. Something is killing the children, that's mine. It's finished, it's gonna finish or whatever. No one can really touch it again, type thing. So, yeah, it's funny you mentioned that because that's what I was gonna say. Is the majority of these guys are like example, we'll, we'll speak Tinian. Uh Tinian, a lot of the things he's touched, he's mostly closed, right? So like yeah. wind ended up wrapping up, but now here it is, it's coming back, right? So it's we'll see how that goes i don't know but it, it a lot of the the current runs tend to be ending you know seven secrets with uh, tom taylor yeah that ended and that was it so tom taylor did it front to back so i'm noticing a lot of series ending quicker especially on the indie side whereas marvel dc it's just these things keep on going they yeah they just, on going. they're legacy characters yeah yeah, yeah. And we and we talk about that here on the podcast. You know, what's the what's the cutoff point? Where's the nice niche of when's the story ending and it's I'm done. But now it's funny. You literally just said Tinian, and obviously, the, yeah, obviously he's done so much. Like something is killing children, House of Slaughter, Joker. Uh, and I forgot that he did, huh? Batman, yeah, Batman. Yeah, but I forgot right. that he did wind, and it just it's amazing. Like to think about that, you know. And we always talk about that as a writer. How do you create all these worlds? and keep them so streamlined yeah at, like the end of the day you're just like i cannot believe like this person's writing all these different series because back then like claremont just did x-men right and yep. you know wolfman just did the titans like teen titans and I mean, that's all it was it was one title for each person they weren't bouncing back between all these you know marvel dc indie projects like it's wild to think that nowadays writers just have the the mental capacity and the ability not to say obviously not all of them but like james right. is just unbelievable yeah yeah well it, it's like you just said like you know claremont was doing x-men but then after you would do like you know captain britain uh there was the marvel team up 65 with spidey captain britain that he did those were mostly like one issue here what what you know a few things here and there but like you just said man Tinian, I don't know how, especially that it's complete different worlds. Like it's, I, I don't even know how you can sit and take the time to focus and really break down such details in a comic because you're jumping from one world to another nonstop and it's just insane. And props to these guys. I don't know how they're doing it. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> All right, let's get on to uh, our next article. We're flipping from uh, some Marvel comic news, I guess, to uh, some DC stuff. So, of course, it's been a busy week, and it wouldn't be a week without our friend Ezra Miller. So, of course, what do we got? It's Miller time, and I'm Love That's it. right, man. We got the Miller watch. Ezra Miller back in the God. I don't even know why. That's <laughs> so great. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. So before we, we go ahead and read this article, the, the latest that actually just got posted over on Instagram, Ezra, Ezra Miller reportedly filmed scenes for the flash this summer, despite all the legal trouble that's going on. Mm. Um, that's crazy. 
Yeah. But the article in question over at the direct.com, Warner Brothers preparing worst case scenarios for DC's DC's flash movie cancellation. Um, so of course, everything that's been happening in Hawaii and Iceland and here in the States with him no. and all the burglary that's been the, the newest thing, the burglaries. Yeah. Oh, it, it's just absolutely insane. So uh, the article goes on and talks about that DC has DC Warner Brothers Discovery has possibly three different options regarding this. So the first thing is that the Flash movie will move forward as planned, which is what I still think will happen. Obviously, Zach is on the other end of this. <laughs> the second option would be for Warner Brothers to continue with the movie's release, even if Miller declined to seek help. This would result in Miller playing less of a part in The Flash's marketing and promotion and the role being recast <laughs> for future DC projects. Or the final and third one, which is basically what's been happening over at Warner Brothers Discovery, would scrap the movie, release altogether, and it would just be an unprecedented decision for the blockbuster at a uh, on that scale. So nothing. With all the everything being done, the reshoots in question, and just completely scrapping it. But as of now, it's still set for June 23rd, 2023. Um, I, I don't know, man. I love how we randomly get the, the Miller time here. Dude, it's on. awesome. It's awesome. Honestly, <laughs> it's, it's like, it's it's so great. There's going to be like a Netflix documentary about this one day. Um, oh, my, way, my wife actually sent me an article last night we're laying in bed and she was like, Hey, did you see this about Ezra Miller? And I was like, send it to me. <laughs> and so there's an article about his time. Also, I don't know how old, old this was. I'd never known this one. And we've been keeping watch with the Ezra Miller watch, but um, apparently like during the, he was in Iceland and he was living in this Airbnb or whatever. He was running an Airbnb and they were saying it was basically like a cult. And so this girl goes and stays at this Airbnb and there's like, look, I'm gonna be honest. There's weirdos around in there. She said, everyone looked like they were hypnotized. He had his personal assistant and spiritual advisor, Jasper Youngbear, would lead the group meditations that Miller even alluded to possessing supernatural powers. Um, <laughs> it goes on to say like he had erratic mood swings when anyone tried to leave the house. Um, he became angry when she tried to use the phone in front of him or them or whatever. I'm going to mess up his pronouns. I'm sorry. Um, she felt trapped and intimidated before eventually texting a friend to come get her. Yeah, yeah, just tons of weird shit. Oh, this is a good one too. His attitude would shift without warning. She just described one incident of guests changing a song in the house, which caused Miller to fly into a rage. <laughs> he, they snapped from a friendly host to this really angry person. I mean, all jokes aside, it, if you aren't realizing this guy has like something going wrong, there is like a chemical imbalance. There is an issue. Yep, yep. Like all jokes aside, Ezra Miller needs help. Like. Mm. And uh, yeah, man, what do you think, BC? Dude, like you just said, the guy clearly needs help. Now, Justin, you were just saying there's three scenarios, right? So they are going to release it. I hope if they do that, he's already getting help. And mm. they, they've got to publicly let it be known that like he is getting help. Because if, if they don't go that route, I think... It, it shows a very poor hand on DC and they're encouraging everything and they don't care. I think that's really the message they, they, they send out if they move forward without any of that. So that's, that's my take on that, but clearly he's not okay. It is one event after another. I hope he gets the help he needs. And I, I'll be honest with you, even if DC decides to go the route of just completely abolishing it, didn't they just say they have a whole fucking 10 year plan? Let's 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 hit reset now. This is a good opportunity. Like let the man go get help and hit reset. Let's let's do this once and for all. Because now, if I'm not mistaken, you have Batgirl who just got canned as well, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. I, I this might be a great opportunity. Can this one if you have to? Um, I, I'm sure it's a huge financial loss. It, it but if you're going to move forward, you're going to have to do something with the man. You cannot leave him unattended, like get him help. Right. And, 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 and save face, at least on that end. Nothing they can do, honestly, besides no matter what happens in any one of those three scenarios, let's yeah. say besides the one where they don't release the movie in the two scenarios where they do release the movie, it doesn't matter. He's They are going to look Warner brothers is going to look bad because it's obvious. This guy has issues. It's yeah. obvious. He's done some broken, some laws, 
violated some people, assaulted people, it's going to look like what it is. Exactly. It's like money. We spent all this money. We want to recoup our losses. That's more important than the person. Yeah. And right. look, I'm not, I'm not saying that's not a big deal. That's a, it's a lot of money involved in this movie, but I don't think they can save face by showing but this movie. Maybe what they can do is make him a public example uh, yeah. in rehab. And this is that the money made from this movie is going to, you know, this, this, yeah. Uh, charity or something. Yeah. Charity, yeah. rehab, whatever. And, we're going to have him as, on a public eye at this point, like, you know, making sure he gets the help he needs because man, how many celebrities have we seen go downward spiral and, and no one's even helping him, right? Like, it's 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 ridiculous. Mm. So sometimes they just don't want it. It is what it is. Like, this guy has no reason to be, you know, doing burglary. I, I don't think so. You know <laughs> what I mean? The guy, the guy should have all the money in the world right now. Like, you're, you're in D.C. You're making fucking movies here. It's just it doesn't yeah. it doesn't add up. So... It's clearly something on a mental side, and I do think that it, it needs to be addressed. And, and, and I, I say that as politely as possible. It's 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 very concerning. Hmm. Yeah, it, it's going to be crazy to see what what the end end result is. And obviously, the one option where if he doesn't decide to have help, and then obviously they move forward with the movie, but he's not a part of anything like the press releases, the, the you know the mm-hmm. movie tours they do, and. I don't know. I, so, that's probably the best thing. I mean, obviously you want him to get help, but I think if he doesn't and he continues down this road and they still release the movie and, you know, we've talked about this on, on the podcast where we feel like an end credit scene should just be obviously Flashpoint and or recasting him. You know, someone else would be the Flash. It yep. could be another Wally. It could be Wally West or it could just be another Barry Allen. Just completely changing it. Right. Well, you said that they were doing reshoots even with all of this going on. You think maybe they they, they altered an ending at this point? Did they, you know, maybe write them off somehow? Uh, like you said, a post credit scene where something ends up happening. That's a possibility. Now, just very quickly, we have, like I said, the 10-year plan with the whole DC universe now that they're saying they're, they're, they're in the process of rolling out. We're looking at the current cast of let's say the justice league so we still don't know what's happening with superman right no yeah yeah. so that's that's one of your biggest players right there yeah yeah, probably the biggest next to yeah him and batman right exactly so at this point you have him you've got the flash dude apparently black adam now is going to have something where it's gonna also shape and like change the ways for DC, right? In the post-credit mm-hmm. scene, I'm sure you yeah. guys have seen that news. So that. exactly, maybe. And I DC- think that's because of this. I think that I think that's what they're also prepping for as well. I bet you they filmed multiple post-credit scenes for Black Adam, depending on this Ezra how this Ezra Miller Flash thing goes. Hmm. And if they don't show that movie, they've got this one ready that's going to reshape and try to get it to where they wanted it to fit as the puzzle pieces for yeah. sure. They're banking a lot on Black Adam. That's for damn sure. Rightfully so, man. It's, yeah, it's, it's Dwayne. Dwayne is that de- he's determined, man. I just I hope yeah. we don't get the rock. I hope we yeah. get Black Adam. That's yeah. all I hope. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be wild that movie. Uh, and and it's only a few months away. So, uh, all right. So we really don't have any comic book news today. So, uh, but we did have a. Uh, I guess they would consider it should have been a summer blockbuster. I mean, I would think after. Not having any more Marvel movies, and I think eh, Top Gun, I think, would be the summer blockbuster. But mm-hmm. we had the release of Prey on Hulu. Mm-hmm. And for a Predator, we haven't seen quite a while because obviously with 20th Century Fox being bought out by, you know, the whole Disney side, we finally get a Predator movie that just released last week on Hulu. And I know myself and BCC both saw it. Uh, we're going to do a little quick review because I think it, it needs to be talked about. If anybody hasn't seen it, I obviously... You know, the people that know the original 80s Predator and Predator 2 and that terrible Alien vs. Predators, even though I like them, but that awful movie, The Predators, which came out, I think it was like 2017. Yeah, I really thought that was going to do anything, but that was like the last thing that we saw. But yeah, man, Prey is an absolute blast. uh, I watched it two times in literally two days. I watched it. It came out on Friday, last Friday, and then my brother was over on Saturday and we watch it again and it's amazing it's a, it's a prequel series it's a prequel it's really like a startup to the original predator it takes yeah. place in the 1700s it's uh here in america where you have 
you know, a normal uh, girl. So it's kind of the what they what they're kind of doing, like women in power. And that's fine because most of the Predator movies have always been guys. Mm-hmm. So to take her into this, you know, world of the Predator, it, it's pretty wild because it's set. Like I said, it's kind of like a prequel to everything. The the girl who's in it, she's obviously hunting this predator. The predator's hunting him. And I I love this movie for the simple fact that it's the first time that we actually get to see how powerful the predator is and how the tools, the the weapons, even though how sophisticated and futuristic they are in this movie, they're still almost like very basic and mm. you know, hunter-killer style. So uh, I definitely highly recommend the movie. Like I said, I've seen it now twice. It's something that, and I know, you know, BC, he, BC also, also saw it as well. And he, he wants to rewatch it again. And I want to watch it for the third time. I think the characters that they were in it, I think that was a great job. I think the weapons, even for, like I said, for the hunter, hunter predator stuff is amazing. And just the whole atmosphere of it being like a tracking movie, because that's what the main character, uh, Naru is her name. She pretty much plays this whole story of, you know, she's obviously a woman in a Native American tribe. And, you know, women back then, they were kind of just the, the gatherers. Like all they did was they go out and they'd gather food for the men who would sleep during the day. And then they would go out and hunt for, you know, game and, and food. But she wants to be part of the tribe. She wants to be part of like what the guys do. She wants to be like, you know, the tomboy. And it's just so amazing. Like her skills are just like a predator on the human. So, just that symmetry, you know, the back and forth, you see it throughout this entire movie. Uh, B, C, what do you think about it, man? Dude, you nailed everything spot on. Like, there's very minimal I can add to what you said. But one thing I will say, visually too, man. Uh, dude, I'm surprised this movie went straight to Hulu. I I, I, I was watching it in my basement and I'm like, Dude, it can't be this came straight to fuck. Because I was watching it on Disney Plus. That's how uh, I ended up catching it. And I'm like, I can't believe this is straight to streaming. Like this, this, this makes no sense. Like I, I really thought this was gonna be in theaters. And visually, it's gorgeous. Storytelling is great. I put it up there with the first Predator. I, it's like tied for it with me. Like that's that's exactly how I feel. Um, the dog, that poor dog. <laughs> no man. Yeah that poor dog that's all i'm gonna oh. say oh yeah yeah no 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 don't yeah um but yeah so rotten tomatoes has it at 92 percent. the audience has it at 79 percent. it is the highest rated predator movie as of right now yeah. um it's wild to think that I, I guess the thing was that they didn't really knowing how bad i guess the last predator movie was they didn't really right. see this movie as really being able to be released maybe obviously when they were doing it and during COVID, they were like, Oh, you know what? Let's just do it right to streaming services. Like Hulu really doesn't have anything at this time, but it is a, you know, kind of a triple a title. And obviously with the predator stuff coming back over, you know, coming over to this, to Disney. And, you know, obviously at some point we're going to get an aliens movie, I'm sure. Hmm. But man, I, I highly recommend this movie. If anybody hasn't checked it out, just to, it's a good hour and a half hour and 45 minute, you know, run through it definitely has some nice jump scares. And that's it really brings back to the predator of like yeah. the eighties without a doubt. So Zach, I know you haven't seen it, so you really don't want to get into really good spoilers, but um yeah, yeah. I guess, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it here soon for sure. I, I mean the I mean you've seen you've seen the trailer, I would say um BC the bear. Yeah, dude, fuck. Nah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I want to. I want to say more, and I won't out of respect. I know it's it's tough when all three of us haven't seen it, and obviously maybe a lot of the audience. But um, yeah, that's that's our that's our quick review here of of Prey. But of course, how we end all of our shows with what are we currently reading? So um, again, real quick, we want to appreciate everybody who stopped in on Tuesday for the live show, live discussion. So we have any new listeners this week. Um, what we do typically here on the podcast, we always end our shows with what are we currently reading, whether they're titles that we're picking up on a weekly basis, something that just dropped this week, or something that is old that we were decided to reread. So, um, Zach, what do you got this week for what are we currently reading? <clears throat> okay, so um, this week maybe shouldn't be too much of a surprise for everyone. Um, I'm going to go with the Ghost Rider one-shot, the Vengeance Forever. So they had a Ghost Rider one-shot vengeance forever that came out obviously this is this year is the 50th anniversary of uh ghost rider and this issue was kind of so the, the well the current ghost rider run is 
obviously Johnny Blaze, but it's been a little lacking on kind of like the mythology and the lore of Ghost Rider. We've got some new characters. It does look a little darker and it's it seems interesting. It's going an interesting route, but they haven't really touched on any of, you know, Dan Ketch, uh, Michael Bandolino or any of the past Ghost Riders. So in this one is like a little one shot where Johnny Blaze goes to this uh, tattoo artist, Necro, who kind of like tattoos them and you get almost kind of like a, a history of Ghost Rider, like important highlights and you get all the Danny, you get a bunch of the Danny Ketch stuff. You get Vengeance, Michael Bandolino. You even get some Morbius and Blade, Midnight Suns era type stuff. Um, but it was really cool. It was fun, especially for me since I've been on this Ghost Rider kit, kind of like going down and, and and visiting everything, like all the Ghost Rider history. But the cover's awesome. Um, I'm looking at it right now. And it's just like Ghost Rider with his back all tattooed up. I'll show you guys if you haven't seen it. It's a badass fucking cover. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's really, really awesome. Benjamin Percy. So I liked it. And then honorable mention, I've talked about this a little bit before, and I'm really enjoying this series, is The Punisher by Jason Aaron right now. It's Yo. awesome, right? It's Amazing. really, really cool. And I, you know what's crazy about that, BC, is like I've been talking about The Punisher for before this new run came out. And I was like, man, this is a character that they haven't done anything with in a long time. He's just the same dude pissed off about the death of his family. And like the resurrection of his wife and kind of like this whole aspect has really put new life in the Punisher and made him a more interesting character than he's mm -hmm. been in the past like 20 years, in my opinion. Um, it's so good. And if you guys aren't reading this, here's the one thing I think that surprised me the most about it. I love Jason Aaron as a writer, but you know, you look back at like his Avengers runs and stuff like that, that they're a little, what's the word? I don't want to say kiddish. You know, yeah. like, but they're, they're tame, I guess maybe is the proper word. But, uh, so I was worried about him to get such a gritty character, like the Punisher and write that, but he's mm -hmm. nailing it. It's awesome. So definitely check out the Punisher. We're only on an issue, what, like five or six. Oh no, um, yeah, it's five, but dude, five. Yeah. It, it, it's exploring some very interesting stories yeah. related to, to Frank Castle, man. And his retcon of his backstory, right? Yeah. It's, it's incredible. Incredible. Yeah. Well done. I know people were shitting on it based on the new logo. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, look beyond that. Go read it because if 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 anyone likes the Punisher, you're gonna love what they're doing with his origin. Mm -hmm. And you might even see the new logo or the old logo. I mean, in this new issue. Oh, yeah. So just heads yeah. up on that one. A little spoiler for yeah. so for all you people who are <laughs> butthurt about the logo going away. It's, it's back. back on this issue. So <laughs> check it out. Yeah. All right. BC, what are you reading? What are you currently reading? Uh, dude, honestly, literally anything, everything comics, everything coming out weekly. I try to keep up with the majority of it. Um, like we just said, Punisher. I read it. I know what you were referring to at that spoiler. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, dude, from Marvel right now, uh, I got to say I'm really enjoying the Carnage run. I think people are sleeping on that. There's some big things playing out. I think it's a great, great run. Um, Radiant Black, the whole Radiant Universe, mm, the whole yeah. Masterverse, dude, yeah. Kyle Higgins, I think he's hit a home run. It's being perfectly written mm -hmm. on all aspects, dude. Um, What's your favorite uh, title in the Masterverse? Radiant Black. Uh, Is it? I really, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm a, Rogue, I'm a Rogue Sun fan. I love Rogue Sun. Yeah. But it's just Radiant Black started it for me. Right, right? So I've been there out the gate, and I've been enjoying it. Uh, dude, the Captain America titles right now, there's some big things happening there. I don't know if you guys have been on that, but I've been enjoying that one, too. Uh, what big events is there right now? There's Judgment Day. Uh, yeah. Still reading Something is Killing the Children. Mandalorian. <laughs> just I don't know. I, I'm just naming things as they pop to my head, but... You that's good and you're you're a, you're a reader i mean that's yeah. that's awesome you know that, that we're having someone here on the podcast who's really like a deep down reader you know we had no good comics justin no good a couple of weeks ago and yeah. you know he's new to the hobby and he's a reader you know and that's yeah. awesome that literally you're you're like us you know you're a reader you know obviously we do other things but at the end of the day you, that's what we love that's that's why we always end our show with this because you know people want to know like what's a good title to pick up you know right. they're not reading something you know for yeah. myself i'm always like trying out new indie things or 
if you know marvel dc whatever it is and that's awesome that you have all these titles that you're reading on a weekly basis so i'm sure your pull list is pretty pretty heavy right dude it's bad like it's fucking bad i have i'll show you guys <laughs> the second we wrap up but I just, i'll show you what i picked up just this week on new comic book day <laughs> um you 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 pulled up that uh ghost rider mm -hmm. uh vengeance forever right with the the, the yeah the back showing did you pick up the px exclusive <laughs> No, I don't. I don't. So I don't do a lot of variants, but I've seen. Is that the um where he's actually on his bike? And there's yep. also a black and white of both copies, right? I think. Yeah. So there's a black and white, and then there's a full color. But the black yeah. and white's the PX exclusive. So I got crazy. I picked up four copies. It's just that's that's just that's just what I do. It's terrible. Nice. I know it's absolutely terrible. But <laughs> like Justin said, man, uh, dude, reading. It's really what we got into this for. It's what we love. And guys. Yeah. I can't stress it enough, man. We people tend to get caught up in everything happening, especially all the shit that just poured out from C2E2. But mm -hmm. the hobby itself, remember the root because it's the most beautiful part. Everything exactly. else, yeah, fucking yeah. Let, it, let it be. Nice. Good, good stuff. So uh, for myself this week, of course, honorable mention just ended, wrapped up the Kill Lock Artisan's uh, Wraith. I left that uh, one for you. I knew you, I figured yeah, you wanted of course to you were going to leave that one for me. So it was originally scheduled, of course, for a seven issue series, but Livio finished it, did a double issue for issue number six. Such an emotional issue for mm -hmm. issue number six. A lot of stuff happens in this with, uh, of course, the, the four uh, robots in question from the original kill lock and, and some things have changed over throughout this entire series. They expanded the universe all the different classes and we've talked about this before and i'm sure um we'll most likely have livio on here in september to talk about it i really want to pick his brain on uh, now that it's finished i really want to ask him a few questions regarding it so honorable yeah. mention definitely goes out to the kill lock artist artisans raise um another another title that i was ended i actually was able to pick up first prince for was eight billion genies yeah issue four just came out um I thoroughly enjoyed the first three issues. And of course, it's exactly what you would think, you know, like what happens if everyone got a genie and had their wish? You know, you get everything from, you know, being able to have, you know, superpowers to, uh, you know, being werewolf or being, you know, having like cool armor and all this different stuff, bringing people back to life. And I enjoyed the first three issues. And I get where this fourth issue went because they talk about like phases. So obviously everybody in the beginning wishes for the most extreme things. And now they're in this, what's called the superhero phase. Mm -hmm. um, Cause the, the main character, the bartender, uh, Mr. Williams, you know, he talks about these things. And then there's this, at the end of issue four, there's this giant reveal. Obviously I'm not going to reveal it, but we're at the halfway point and it's going to be interesting, you know, where it goes because then it sets up, it also sets up the next phase of, the earth like what would happen obviously with the genie so definitely honorable mentions if you can find them whether it's second third printings whatever the case may be definitely check out eight billion genies but um definitely Justin, pick of the week what's up I, I read oh sorry sorry i thought that wasn't your pick of the week my bad i'm gonna wait no that was my honorable mention okay go ahead keep going but sorry. uh pick of the week i mean we just talked about it prey predator number one ed brisson man Ooh, uh haven't had a predator title same thing haven't had a brand new predator title since like 2015 2016 they've done you know they've recome they, they've come out again with like the trades for like the older predator stuff and alien vs predator stuff but man predator number one by ed brisson you have a, a brand new character uh what's her, her name is like tita and you have her droid little drone droid friend named sammy and uh it's some interesting stuff man so obviously what happens when you have you know a, a woman in the predator world Obviously, her parents get killed. Now she's hunting, looking for this specific predator. And just like predators who keep their trophies, this chick keeps the helmets of the predators. And it's it's pretty badass. So um, issue one came out. There was a ton of variants. I picked up at least three different variants. I thought it was awesome. And I think it's a perfect timing because Prey just came out last week. It's getting great reviews. So yeah. I'm sure a lot of people were like, hey, now check out issue number one. So. Man, my pick of the week, Predator number one. I'm so happy for this series because I really didn't like Aliens, mm -hmm. but I think with Predator, they can go a completely different direction. Yeah, I do. I agree. I, I didn't. I didn't pick anything. Sorry, I just said mm -hmm. I'm reading literally everything. But uh, <laughs> no, that works. No, 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 awesome. Yeah, go ahead. X Men Legends one. Man, I'm surprised. I'm surprised. Yeah, it's it's good. It was good. Um, yeah, I like it. But strange, right? Like what with, with the time. 
yeah, it kind of filled a gap that maybe you didn't really know about with Wolverine. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, it's good. It's just there's so much good X-Men right now that like kind of those I feel like these these titles like they had the other X-Men Legends run and even the there's like a Wolverine patch miniseries, which kind of been a slog to get through, which sucks because yes. it's also it's Larry Hama. Oh, and and I just was like I've not been really enjoying that, but um, it was good. It was good. Yeah, Justin, I read uh, I read Golden Rage though. Finally, all right, yeah, yeah. Did, yeah have you seen good. that Golden Rage? DC? No. Mm-hmm. All right, so check out Golden Rage. It's from Image Comics. Um, but yeah, so what do you think about it, uh, Zach? Yeah, I mean, you know, Hard Knocks Collectibles. One of our big listeners. He told me he told me about it in the DMs, and then you picked it up and you read it as well. Um. It's cool. I'm, I'm interested. I, I think I might need to reread it again because I honestly I was kind of like breezing through it. I was in a hurry at the end, but I really liked it. I'm interested in what the lore is of this island with the, a bunch of these old bags that live on it and uh, <laughs> yeah. see where it goes. But it's, it's always tough the first time around because it's it's a world building experience, right? Exactly. Like any brand new number one, it's always like where if it's not in like you know rural Kansas, it's just right. like you need to learn all this stuff. Yeah. But it was oh, yeah. cool. I, there's there's definitely some interesting uh, themes in it for sure. So yeah. it's only five issues too, which is yeah. So far, that, I think that's the, the limited yeah. series. But who knows if it gets picked up for an ongoing uh, after yeah. that? But good. I'm glad I'm glad you checked it out. So um, that's it for us here, the podcast on uh, season two, episode thirty one. We want to thank my man uh, Black Crown Comics for coming on here again. One of uh, several Canadians will be on the podcast this month. Um, before we get out of here, BCC, let people know again where they can find you. You can find me on YouTube with the Comic Kingpins, man. So just check us out, Comic Kingpins. We go live every Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern. And on Instagram, you can find me, Black Crown underscore comics, Black being B-L-A-K-K, Crown underscore comics. Cool. Cool. And you obviously the, the comic kingpins, like you said earlier, has a ton of shows. It's not just one show. So there's all different and all different shows that they could check out, not just a, a live thing. And I, you know, that's really awesome. And I know you've had some guests on there as well. So everyone, make sure you go check out uh, BCC, especially on YouTube. And I know randomly you show up on that guy, newbie comic shows, too. Hmm. Oh, yeah, that guy. There's something that pulls me into a newbie verse. I have like this portal here. It just, <laughs> just pulls me in every, he's so, every he's Sunday. So short. He's so yeah. short and you just feel so elevated above him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Zach, what about you? Closing words. No, um, shit, man. It's been a week. Um, I, I don't know. I'm like scared and anticipating what we're going to hear from uh, this week at, in Boston. Mm. But man, the world got shook this week and I'm excited to see what happens on the, yeah. on the tail end. Mm. Awesome. Well, again, um, for myself, we really appreciate everybody who stopped by uh, the YouTube channel. I know yeah. typically we don't do live shows. We've, you know, we, we've seen the analytics. I've seen how many views that video got. And uh, we appreciate any of any of our new listeners, you know, continue to check us out here on the Comic-Con podcast. Every Friday we drop our episodes. You know, Zach and I kind of talked about it, maybe possibly doing a live show at least once a month mm-hmm. to kind of get that interaction with everybody. So um, that's it for season two, episode 21. And we'll catch you next week. Peace out, everybody.